What is your favorite Tolstoy novel and why? I, I know when, when I was much younger, um, I think it was in junior high school, uh, and we were signed a book review, I figured that if I picked a book like War and Peace, I would automatically get an A-plus on it just because I read it. And that's what happened. I read it. I wrote a book review, and I got an A or an A-plus on it, obviously. But, but what, what, is you, what is your favorite Tolstoy? Uh, well, uh, I can only uh, yeah, uh, resonate with what you said. Yeah, my absolute favorite is War and Peace. I love it. Mm, I, yeah, and probably it would be more, in a way, appropriate to say, well, it's a difficult question. There are many books, but uh, yeah, I can uh, answer just yes. My absolute favorite is War and Peace, and only from the beginning to the end, not counting the the times when I read some pieces, chapters, fragments, and so on, which are immense number of times. But from the beginning to the end, I read it six times. Yeah, and uh, quite long. It's quite long. It is long, it is long, and that's the pleasure also. It's part of the pleasure. You read it non-stop, you, you live in it, you go through it. But I start, I read it so many times that I'm all, all the time guessing when I'll stop finding new things to When uh, I'll finally exhaust this feeling and will not be able yeah, to to find something, but until now that never happened. Each time I open it, I find some something strikingly. What 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 impact did um, Tolstoy have on Russian society during his lifetime, um, and and has that impact remained? Is there a, is there a legacy, not in the in the literary works, but in what he did, his activities outside of writing? Yes, uh, that's a very, I think, interesting question because, uh, yes, in his lifetime, first he was immensely popular. He was by far most popular living author in Russia, uh, starting from 1860s and in the world starting from 1880s. All world readers from Japan to America knew that Tolstoy is the right number one. That was absolutely clear for uh, for decades for everyone. Then he became a religious leader and also with incredible success because I don't think any religious prophet in the history of humanity managed to get such a following in 10 years after he started preaching. Yeah, if maybe Muhammad can be some sort of a competition, wow. yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course, Tolstoy was helped very much by uh, printing press, uh, yeah, because yeah, the old religious prophets didn't have book print to their service, yeah, which delayed the spread of their teachings, of course. But still, yeah, and he was immensely he had a huge following. And he had a huge impact, political and moral, also outside of the people who were his followers. He was a decisive presence in uh, Russian political, cultural, and world, actually, political, cultural, and moral life. 
but I would say, and that's very interesting, that in the 20th century, for a long period, up until the very end of the last century, I think Tolstoy's influence went down. And his novels were still read, but in generally his ideas and his moral teachings were considered as some sort of uh, whim of the genius, if not the manifestation of outright senility yeah, and intellectual oh. decay. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people thought that way, and out even in as the impact of Russian literature is concerned, I think he was very much uh, put in the shadows by Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky was the 20th century Russian writer, uh -huh. yeah, and especially the rise of totalitarian societies, the debts, the conflict between uh, the possibility of evil and other things, yeah, uh, and Dostoevsky provoked much more interest. I think than Tolstoy, who was always considered the great writer, but not as a thinker, yeah, as the as an actual presence in life. Uh, and what I see is the huge revival of interest to Tolstoy in the last maybe couple of decades, maybe three decades, and it is impressive to see to what extent the ideas were absolutely eccentric and which were regarded as eccentric are now gone main, mainstream also between the people who have no ideas about Tolstoy's philosophy of life. Well, uh, vegetarianism. Uh -huh. okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's become mm, a sort of mm, universal fashion. Downshifting. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, everyone, no, everyone, millions of people go, yeah, uh, going green and becoming interested in nature. Yes, uh, the, the ecological movements is one of the most popular. Resistance to military service and capital punishment, yeah, it's banality today. Uh, uh, even uh, uh, the most eccentric of his views, uh, the idea of uh, peaceful resistance as a sort of uh, yeah, due to uh, Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King, who were both his followers, also went mainstream and became a very strong political tool and political idea. Yeah, and uh, suddenly we see, I think, a huge revival of Tolstoy and uh, in his most radical and eccentric thoughts of the, yeah, uh, which for the whole century were considered as something completely marginal and weird. How do we, that's, that's fascinating. Um, how do we sift through the writings, the, the speeches, the remarks of Tolstoy to evaluate his attitudes towards individual Jews and the Jewish people? I know this might be mm -hmm. a question, and I you know, read all different kinds of perspectives on it. Yeah, mm, uh, well, Tolstoy evolved in this respect. He was a Russian aristocrat. And as a Russian aristocrat, he shared a traditional aristocratic, condescending, and arrogant attitude to Jews. 
in the, his youth time. He was never anti-Semitic. That was not a part of his perception ever. But there was some sort of condescension to this yeah, strange people around here, uh, not being part of the world he really exhibited of the high society world. But the more he developed, the more interested he became in Jews. Yeah, he, he thought with this attitude in himself, in one of his uh, diaries, he was appalled in 1881 by the Jewish pogroms, yeah, and wrote violently against them. He, uh, yeah, he uh, fought, fought with the anti-Semitic feelings of his family members, who also shared some, they, they were also not anti-Semites in the real sense of this world, right. but they also shared the sort of patronizing, condescending alienation from Jews. Yeah, Tolstoy was very vehemently against it. And he, he fought, against, fought against it also in himself. In one of his diaries, he writes, it's very difficult to love a Jew, but I have to. Yeah, yeah, mother, you must. Yeah, he even said it strongly, but, but, but yeah, I must do it. Yeah, and he developed, yeah, in his late period of his life, there were very many Jews in his nearest environment. Well, uh, he never could live. He was, an, I would say, an addict to music. He couldn't survive without having a lot of music in his house. Yeah, and his favorite musician of the last part of his life was Alexander Goldenweiser, who came, who played for him, yeah, and who enjoyed a chance to play for Tolstoy. Yeah, and Tolstoy loved him, and he was one of the very few people allowed in Tolstoy's presence in his last days when he was dying in Astapova. He visited him there. Yeah, and Tolstoy wanted to see him. Yeah, and he had uh, many people whom he liked. Uh, Tolstoy's attitude to Jews as a people was probably different because he, mm, in the last period of his life, believed that belonging to race, to people, and to nation is actually prohibited. That human beings should be valued absolutely irrespectively of the nation they uh, belong to. As individuals, as individuals. As, absolutely, and only as individuals. Yeah, and even, yeah, he was very happy to see that, for example, Gandhi took a lot of his teachings. They corresponded in the last year of Tolstoy's life, and he liked Gandhi and thought him as a major figure and a great thinker. But he said, one thing there is I don't like in Gandhi is that Indian element. Yeah, because a really great thinker for him should be universal and not Indian. And uh, he, thus, he was suspicious of some sort of ethnic, solid, ethnic or religious solidarity of the Jews. That provoked some sort of suspicion to him. But at the same time, yeah, he admired uh, some parts yeah, of the family feeling, of other feelings which he thought 
very very important and interesting for him. Yeah, but yeah, but his main vision in the last part of his life was that people should be uh, assessed as individuals and not as the representative of any specific group, race or class or anything else. Very interesting. Well, what in conclusion? What what would you say to young people today? I, I know, for example, if if I would tell any of my kids, you know, read a book that's over a thousand pages, they would look at me and say, "Dad, you know, we can watch the movie, we can, you know, we can skip parts of it, but to read a whole, I mean, that's who does that? Well, what's the message you would give to to young people today regarding Tolstoy? Well, uh, starting to read a book which is yeah thousand pages yeah whatever it's difficult mm, yeah and my own grandchildren do not read major books but Tolstoy has a lot of shorter things to do and you can start with that yeah and then get immersed starting with movies is not a bad thing yeah there are wonderful movies yeah uh looking at it and thinking, but what we see uh, also is that attitude, which you said is not universal. Well, recently, Tolstoy's novels have been published in, uh, in Brazil, and the circulation is one million copies. So there are one million Brazilians yeah, ready to read Tolstoy in Portuguese. And uh, there, uh, so no, it's not absolutely universal. What uh, I found that actually the most receptive readers are now outside of the traditional European world in Brazil, in India, in Japan, and Tolstoy would have been very much pleased for that. By that, he would have enjoyed it if he knew. Though, yeah, he was not himself. Uh, particularly interested in his novels. He believed that it's a very unimportant part of what he does. Very secondary. But I think basically what uh, allows you to appreciate Tolstoy very much is the understanding of his personality. However great a writer he was, as a human being, as a person, he was bigger than anything curious. Yeah, and when you see whatever novels and whatever books he writes as a part of his unique personality, that's a thing that uh, can enrich him. Okay, thank thank you very very much, Professor Zoran. This has been fascinating, uh, and uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, thank you very much. <laughs>